Welcome to Screencast, Kind of Funny's only entertainment-based podcast where we come together and discuss movies, TV shows, and streaming services. Mm. We are broadcasted live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames every Friday around 11.20. And sometimes on Mondays when we've got big old... <laughs> Phase four Comic-Con Marvel news, news man. Yeah. You gotta mm-hmm. get in there. You need the, the emergency screencast is what I've been calling but it. But look, Tim, Ooh, mm-hmm. if you don't have time to watch this live, that totally makes sense. You can catch us on YouTube or Rooster Teeth. And if you don't want to see us, you can go to any of the your favorite podcast streaming services and catch us there. If you want to help support us, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and go at whatever tier you want and it all helps. Thank you so much for the people that have done it, like the Patreon producers that I am about to read. Robin GL, Alec Bobco. It's a good last name, you know? Bobco. David Mindtel, the Mind Freak. Uh, Ant Man zero two zero eight and DJ Kento fucked it up a little bit. You added a G in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Kevin Coelho, and to my immediate right, we've got one Joey, the movie bro, Noel. Oh, hello. What's up, dude? What's going on? Yeah, you watch anything good? Yeah, I did. Shoot, I left. Can someone get my phone? I have to start writing things down because I'm I can't really, I'm remember. really happy that you're doing that. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Tim. Tim. I'll be right back. Tie tie Gettys. Tim the tie tie Gettys, baby. Mm-hmm. It's me. You tired? Me. You're a little sleepy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. watch anything good this week? Um, yeah, the best episode of Bachelor I've ever seen in my life. Ever? Dude. Ever. The mental episode this season. Mm-hmm. Insane. Mm-hmm. Right, Joey? Uh, it's so, it was. So every season they say it's the most dramatic season yet, and I really do think it's true for this one. Yeah. So I watched that show a little bit, just mm-hmm. like Paula watches it. Uh, the second to last episode, the one before the Men Tell All, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might have been the one before that. Fantasy Suites. Yeah, the Fantasy Suites, but when one dude gets like kicked out. Yeah. And she fucks another guy in the windmill. Yeah. And then the guy that got kicked out got all mad at her. And he yeah. was just like, if you had sex with any other guy, I don't want to be here. And she's like, then you can leave. I had sex in a windmill twice and Jesus still loves me and it was like yeah you fucking get it Hannah dude B. and then immediately Stand he was like well no I didn't mean that I mean I was you know just talking kind of it's like ah you little bitch get out of here get out of here communication issues he comes yeah. back does he oh well I'll show you the clip later uh, I think I saw it in the trailer where he's like begging her to like <laughs> he he stop. came with a ring <laughs> to propose oh. Jesus not now so Joey what did you watch now that you've come back with your phone uh, I've watched a few things I finished Big Little Lies season oh, 2 which season I'm not going to spoil anything for but like compared to season 1 did you like it more or less season 1 is better in okay. my opinion because oh, it's such a sad. I think because the storyline is so good mm. season 2 is good and Meryl Streep is incredible <sighs> isn't she always yeah um, and there are definitely I did not like season 2 but I really season and I just binged through season 1 so I think that helps too sure when you can just watch Were you it watching all. this week to week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. I'll be very interested to see if they do a season three, just because they've said that it's really hard to get this group of people back together because they're so, yeah, so talented. So big. Um, but I'm glad that I watched it. I do like that it's seven episodes and it's not like some crazy long series. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're always a little bit too long. I like long. that that's becoming like the new standard, having shorter seasons for shows. I mean, I wish yeah. th- this would be shorter. And I haven't seen season two yet, so I'm hoping that I'm wrong. But Joey's saying she likes season one better. It scares mm-hmm. me because I've been waiting to, to binge it when it was all finished. Um, and I think I'm going to start doing that this weekend. But um, I really, really, really enjoyed season one. I just feel like it overstayed its welcome. Like mm-hmm. it was six episodes. Mm-hmm. And like I think that four would have nailed it and it would have been so good. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I kind of felt like we just saw the same scenes over and over. Well, Tim, we're getting closer to that, you know? 
I mean, I hope I it sounds like we're getting farther here. I don't know that it would have worked in four episodes. I think they could have if they literally cut half the scenes of Shailene Woodley running on that cliff. Oh, yeah. Like, it <laughs> was the same <laughs> shot. It didn't go anywhere. It was like, uh, the, the cast is amazing. Yeah. You know, the story was, like, super engrossing. I Like, the, the score is fantastic. Like yeah. That theme song, when it pops up with the shot of the... It's great. And when the episode would end, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for next week. And like, that's the sign of a good show. Um, so season two, it's like, I don't know that we needed it, but seeing the trailer for it, I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. This looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But I was still like refreshing season, at like six or seven o'clock of like, I need to watch this. I need to watch this. So yeah, that's yeah. exciting. I'm, I'm stoked to, to finally get to it. Um, otherwise I didn't watch too much this week cause, mm-hmm. uh, I, I caught up on Patriot act. Finally, I was like three episodes behind. Mm-hmm. I love that show. It's a great show. It's yeah. it's fantastic. Even when it's like boring topics or like things I don't care about, it's like I, I feel like I'm learning something, and it's always always funny. And I rewatched Homecoming King, which is his uh, stand up special, yeah. and uh, it's just it's so special, man. It's mm. so good, and you can totally see how that got him the job for Patriot Act and like how it evolved. Um, so that was great. And then yeah, Lion King, and what we'll talk about later, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But um, Lion King was the the last. Theater movie. You like that? that I watched. I did like Lion King. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, liked, I I really I like Lion King. I didn't come to chime in on uh, in review, but yeah, I watched Lion King last week. Did I talk about it? Yeah, we talked Anyways. about it. Okay, well, I liked it. And you guys already heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on your list there, Joe? Sir? Yes. Uh, I watched the Netflix movie Secret Obsession. It's oh. real bad. Uh, real bad. It's real bad. Re- you were did so I still excited like it? About it. Did Which I still that? Uh, the one with Brenda Song? I didn't even see this trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's real bad. Oh. She gets in this, like, accident, and she doesn't remember anything, and then her husband comes picks her up from the hospital, hmm. and then things get weird. It's it's not good. If you like bad movies, like mm. bad Netflix movies, you'll probably like this, but I don't recommend I do. it. I, I like that you watched, like, three Netflix movies where you're like, I don't recommend it, but I think I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I totally Sometimes understand it, Sometimes you just it, need that, like, I just need something to watch, and I don't mm. really want to pay like attention to like really intense plot lines yeah. and stuff like that. You just want to watch. Oh, so speed of that, the other thing that I'm continuing to watch is The Office. Oh and like, my god, that's I, awesome! I feel yeah. like it so, is. I'm so happy you're still in doing such this. a good place right yeah. now. Where I'm just like, what oh. season are you on? Um, I'm still. I'm in season four. I'm uh-huh. like halfway through four. Okay. Um, and I'm loving. It. I don't know why the episodes are like 40 minutes now. Uh, with like the hour long episodes. Oh, this uh, this is a short season though. I was think this that the writer strike. This season? is during the writer strike uh, oh, year. Interesting. Um, it's it's really interesting to go back to series I that never like noticed there were longer episodes. Yeah, there's like a season wow. that's like seven or eight episodes, and they're, yeah, they're like forty minutes, and that's the only season it happens because there's like a lot of stuff that they wanted to do, but they only had a certain amount of time to do it before yeah. the strike. I, I feel like the episodes suffer because of it because I feel like yeah, a lot of absolutely. times it, they that don't was a feel dark time. they don't feel like one episode. Yeah. They yeah. feel like. There's one, the A plots there, but then there's B and C plots that feel like they're from multiple episodes in mm, one, and yeah. it, it it feels a little bit more disjointed. But I'm also not against it because it's like it is. I, I love the world of the Office, man. It's office okay. Cinematic Universe, baby. Let's go. I'm so excited and happy to hear your your views on the Office. Great. And I, I, I'm I know it took a long time, but I'm Tim. I'm so happy you're here. It's so good. Um, I also watched I Love You Now Die, which is an HBO uh, <laughs> documentary about the. So it happened like maybe five years ago. The girl who like convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide like over text, and it was like yeah, a huge deal of I like, that. can we charge her? Can we not charge her? Super interesting. They charged part. her, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like the whole defense is like, can she didn't do anything? Right. Can like is that enough? 
Um, and they talk about like reasoning stuff. Super interesting if you like true crime stuff. Uh, I also watch Queer Eye season four, which is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more Queer Eye, which like if you like that, that's what you want. Um, some really interesting episodes. I like how they tackle different like social and racial issues and stuff like that. Um, and then I watched finally Cockbunkers. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I, Was it not sh- like surprisingly it's good? Really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Did not expect to like John Cena as much as I did. He does such a good job playing like the straight man, you know, where, where yeah. it's like that, like he's a trying dad. to do a serious a dad, dad mm-hmm. but like a serious dad that's yeah. like trying to be not an like understanding dad, dad. Like and like yeah not trying to be over the top over the top things happen and like I feel like he reacts like a normal person would and it's funny and it's good and it's I really enjoy John Cena yeah. I, I hope that not him something. in Fast 9 is a, a more fun character than yeah. what you expect him mm-hmm. to be which mm-hmm. is just another well, I, th- I think I hope that we get something like this where it's like, Me too. yeah, and I think that, that that could work and could fit yeah. and obviously not as goofy yeah. and but I probably a little less butt chugging, but maybe not. Maybe not. I would say like arguably 100 percent less butt chugging. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's but an effective way to get chugging NOS. Oh, no, it's him. That dude. might kill them. That would Gotta probably kill them. Oh, no. That's also, not how it works. a ton of Lizzo in that soundtrack. Yeah. Which, Which I, wasn't I didn't expecting. realize at all until yeah, you, you like, said oh, it. Oh, this was like, like oh. two or three years ago, and she was just killing it then too. Yeah. Shout out to cock blockers, man. Yeah. Shout out to Lizzo. Um, What'd you watch, Kev? I since Monday I haven't watched anything. Been busy, but uh, once more I want to pimp out. Like you should watch Euphoria. The two episodes that I've seen so far, really want to jump back into that. Mm. I see it every time I open HBO. Yeah, because they're pushing it like, real hard. I don't really understand what this is. It's it's a high school drama about uh, like this this girl that, um, as a young child, it seemed like she had OCD, and then went to a psychologist and like got over. I think like medicated. No, yeah, over medicated, but like also like over like they, she has OCD and uh, like bipolar and all this stuff where it's over-diagnosed. like overdiagnosed. Oh, overdiagnosed, and like I kind of feel like someone had made a mistake there, mm. and then she was over medicated, and then she like at certain age jumped in heavily into drugs. Her dad um, died of like cancer, mm. and like they show a scene where she's the first time she does dr- uh, Vicodin or something, and she's hanging out with her dad, and it's a really sad scene, and like he's too high to like notice that she took a Vicodin. And like she's just like oh I enjoy but so it's she just gets out of rehab when it starts Mm -hmm. and it's like that school year and it's very interesting Mm. very interesting Mm. there's a lot of more going on that I don't want to spoil for you wow Mm. but I think you Tim I mean it looks like a me ass thing this is your kind of show yeah and it's superbly acted and Mm. written Mm. speaking of Tim Getty's ass shows and a show that you I think would really like as well. I haven't talked about it on this show, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. Is My Hero Academia. I did I'm, the whole pitch for, for Greg on uh, Kind of Funny Podcast, which is up today. Uh, and I've, I'm, I think, halfway through season two, and it's just wonderful. Killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is wonderful. Yeah. righty, before we get into the news, I just want to let you guys know this show is brought to you by our sponsors, Me Undies and Quip. But more about that later. Some of my favorite sponsors. Oh, I love them so much. I like my sparkly toothbrush. This is your favorite color. It is. Sparkle. It's not It's not a color. <laughs> All right. It's an accent to a color, you know? It's a way of life, Kevin. Jeez. All right. Now it's time for the news. <laughs> new, 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 new news. Our first story, the Riddick, what? What? 
Riddick, do, do, do Riddick 4 script is done. There are no plans to make a Riddick 4 movie, but <laughs> so we just decided on Instagram, on Instagram, um, oh, Vinny D himself, <laughs> Vinny D himself put an Instagram uh, video up where he continues to just be extremely high. I don't know if that's his personality, like off camera, or he's just stoned out of his mind. Let's let's watch a little Vin, bit. Vin Diesel is in a crazy person, uh, and all his yeah. Instagram proves it. I want Britney Spears' Instagram and Vin Diesel's Instagram to hang out. Yeah, because I feel like they're equally they're <laughs> oh, on the man. same. We show yeah. this before we jump into it because we don't see oh, this again. It, okay. So yeah, there it says Riddick Four, Furia, which I think is the planet that the Fury people are from. Mm. Uh. All right, and then you just split? yeah, but it's it's like a minute of not him not saying anything really relevant. Is that his daughter? Is the volume super low? Archery competition. Okay. Great archery instructor, and so we're all getting our archery skills up. Also, just talking really quietly. Uh, yeah, you can pause it. Honestly. So what does this have to, to do get with our Riddick? archery skills up? He, well, right now he's going to talk about one of his friends sending him a note just basically being like, hey, you should make a Hannibal movie. And he's like, I like that idea. And that's why we're learning arch archery and like sword fighting. Hannibal from Roman times or yeah, Roman times, I think is right. A famous general. Doesn't matter. And 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 this then, is all in a video where he's teasing a script for Riddick for a movie that is as far as <laughs> I know, not in development at all. And he's like, uh, look what I got as a birthday present. Should I show him? And his daughter's like, can I show him? And it's like, yeah. And she comes up behind there and pulls it up. And he's like, it's the Riddick 4 script. <laughs> and it's like, you are so interesting. Now, that being said, I would love a Riddick 4. You mm -hmm. know? I really enjoy the Riddick movies. Uh, not the, I don't know if I've seen the, this last one. Do we one. need a Riddick 4? No, oh. God, no. We didn't need a Chronicles of Riddick. But I enjoyed the shit out of that weird-ass movie. Did you watch it? Have you ever seen any of these? There's Pitch Black. I think it's called Pitch Black. It's Pitch Black, then Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, and then it's we just, need that just Riddick. And then just Riddick. I never saw that one. Uh, I, I don't know that I've I ever seen it. I Chronicles a lot. No, I've the seen it. The game was great. It just didn't make any sense to me. Because mm -hmm. it's like, he at the end of Chronicles of Riddick, spoilers, but he's like emperor of this weird-ass giant army, and then Riddick, the, the third movie, it seems like he's back to like being on the run. It's Vin Diesel. What are you gonna do about it? You know. Anyways, just a cool, like cool random story. I wonder if we so ever see weird. this come into real life. Speaking of things that are coming into the real life, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is becoming a Hulu TV series. Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Do we know anything else with it? Very little. Very little. They just announced that it's going to be made into a TV series, and the writers of it are Jack Ryan, who wrote, worked on Lost. No, it, no, 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 no. Jack Ryan. Carlton Cuse, yeah, 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 yeah. Who worked uh, on Jack Ryan. Great movie. Lost. And Lost. And Jason Fox. Fox, is it Fox? Yeah, I think it might be Fox. What do you know? you <laughs> F U C H S. Yeah, it's Jason Fox. Fuchs, but okay. It's definitely it's Fuchs. Jason Fox, dude. <laughs> it's definitely Fuchs. Tell, if you had that last name and you didn't call yourself Jason Fox, yeah. Jason Fox, dude. It, it's definitely Fuchs, because now that you say it, I was like, oh, I've heard that name many times. <laughs> he have. worked on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, but man, I'm super excited. I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That world is really awesome and big. And mm. like the movie, while not. 
it a wasn't a good movie. No, I I, I, I really, really like it. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it, yeah. it. It reminds me of like um, like the Watchmen a- adaptation, where I was surprised of like how true they were to mm-hmm. at least the first book, and then they added some elements. I feel like the they went one. real fast through yeah, it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, a series makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I Hulu. <sighs> Their series, like, they put money into it, right? Yeah. Bridesmaid's Tale and all that. What, and Maid's Tale. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Maid's Tale. They've got good production value over there. I, I think uh, yeah. the, the only thing I need from this, like, ca- cast who you want, cast nobodies. I, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think the thing that this show needs to nail, especially when you get into the later books that get super fucking weird, is that you got to nail the tone immediately mm-hmm. uh, to be able to realistically tell the stories in the later books and not have them seem so outlandish. Yeah. Um, I think they yeah. just need Brendan Fraser. Whoa. As Arthur Dent. What's he going to get his... Uh, I, at first, uh, he's Tim has no, he's Tim has no idea what he's talking about yeah. right now. But, like, <laughs> I, I want a Brendan Fraser renaissance so Ooh. bad. Me too. Ooh. God. You know who Brendan Fraser might actually be really good as? Zaphod Beeblebrox. The, like, I don't know. I, like I think he could do it. That, that no is. Um, who's the guy that they cast for the movie? Oh, um, he's Hammer. Uh, in, uh, in Justin Hammer in um, what's Iron the name Man of that actor? Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell plays. Sam that Rockwell guy. fucking killed it. Yeah, Sam he was Rockwell's great. So good. Yeah. So good. What if his name was Sam Fuckwell? <laughs> So we got another streaming service coming. That's this the one, office, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this one's going to get the office at the end of 2020. Okay. I got to hurry up. Oh, yeah. You got end a year of and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm slow playing this thing, though. Yeah, but you're slow playing. You're already halfway through. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've got like a well, year. What's interesting, they also announced that they're not doing any like um, exclusive content for it. Interesting. Yeah. Just housing all of their. Which office. seems like a bad idea. Like, a great, yeah, they, they have the office. And but are people really going to subscribe just for the office? Dumb people. You think so? Because, yeah. like, how many times have you rewatched The Office this year? Yeah, At but least just once, because. Right? But, he, but that's a matter of convenience. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of the DVDs, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I don't necessarily make the effort to put those in. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that I would. At that point, it's like. Indefinitely paying just for the office. Mm-hmm. That seems excessive. Well, no, because they have a bunch of other shows on there and they're going to have more shows on it. They're just not going to have anything that's exclusive there. You could watch it all on TV. And NBC is one of those, like, like it, I mean, granted, they're going to have stuff off network, like off like the NBC channel stuff, but NBC, you can watch that with like an antenna, a digital I antenna. wonder what other like historical stuff, like that isn't airing anymore, they're going to put on. I'm sure there's a ton. Like these companies are always so huge, and like their well of like content is huge. But it just this seems not appealing to me in the least bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This isn't one that I'm like yeah. thinking that I'm gonna. Will this be the first one to die? This will have Brooklyn Nine Nine, so you know. Oh, Nick's, Nick's gonna be talking about it forever. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that could be interesting. America's yeah. Got Talent, Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior is dope. But like I don't. I could watch an unlimited amount of Ninja Warrior. It's insane how much Casey Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro, man. Now she's in NXT, right? Yeah, one of the I forgot what they call her themselves, the Flip Monkeys or something. Yeah, something like that. The Flip Monkeys. But good for them. Um, I mean, I guess okay. They also have 
The Good Place, which will be over at that point. This Is Us, which people seem to like. People love that shit. Yeah. yeah. They it's can't get enough of that sad. shit. It's too dramatic. I and I liked Parenthood, and that was also sad and dramatic. Will and Grace. AP Bio, which people also talk about. I don't know. Cool Greg really likes AP Bio. It got canceled and then recently uh, uncanceled. Yeah. He was very excited. It was a roller coaster of emotions for Cool yeah. Greg right It now. was. It was. I had two and days of feeling on Friends ends up on there after their exclusivity thing, too. Yeah. Have they announced that? Yeah, they've also announced that they're leaving. But I don't think NBC Universal has announced that they're, they're putting they're Friends putting on it yet. But you got to imagine they are, especially they if not? they're saying they're not yeah. making Rock. Yeah, they exclusive gotta, content. Law and no, Order? Uh-oh. <laughs> Parks and Rec. We didn't have access to Parks and Rec. Like I've seen Parks and Rec, no lie, more than ten times the whole season through, series through. I very much enjoy it. But like, if it's gone forever, will I ever think about it again? I don't know. I don't probably know. think about it, but I don't no, know. Like, yeah, go but like, out of your I, way not to, to the point it. where like I'm gonna pay a subscription service to watch it. I might like utilize some sort of like seven day trial and like be like, can I do it? Can I get through the whole show? I can. I've done it before. I'll do it again. <laughs> they, they might get me with uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Just because that series. I've never so... heard you talk about it before. I hate you. What? <laughs> Nick talks about it all the time. It's weird that you don't chime the in. The further back I go, the more interested in this that I am. Because they have <laughs> Saved by the Bell, Friday Night Lights, Community Seinfeld. It's all about marketing. Like Seinfeld's what, what they're saying. Like if they come out day one, or just like, hey, look at all these shows that are exclusive here that are that are not new original, but they're exclusive, and it's the entire series, mm. entire runs. Boom, day one, it's all this. That's an exciting premise. If it's like, hey, here's a streaming service. Yeah. Over the, time, the things is, may come and go. It's like no one's gonna care. The problem is we we know they're not like getting the office. We know they don't have friends day one. Right? Do we? Why? Because Friends is still on Netflix till the end of... Um, 2020. Is it the end of 2020 or is it the end of this year? Mm, I know I Office is definitely the end of 2020. Yeah, That yeah, means yeah. I think Friends is the end of this year. Uh, okay. okay. So they might have Friends. I, I don't know. For me, if it's just like an old catalog of like old stuff that I've already seen and love, but not necessarily excited to go back, it's got to be real cheap. Uh, I think it could be, and I also I don't think that you are the audience for this, and I I, I don't know who is, but I think that if they have a uh, well crafted message of who this is for and why it's worth them subscribing to, mm-hmm. and I think a big part of that is like if if Law and Order SVU was dun, 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 taken off Hulu dun. and exclusive on <clears throat> on this thing, Gia would pay. Really? Yeah, because yeah. it's just background noise, and it's like it's, it's this. Background this noise. would be the same thing for the people that used to buy DVD box sets of TV shows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like they they want it because it's just something that they can always go back to, and it looks like they own every single show anyone would ever want to do that to. Is Seinfeld NBC? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're not into Seinfeld at all, right, Tim? Oh no, I'm not. Okay, and Joey is. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of it is very much like The Office, where it's like background stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Go. I don't necessarily go through and be like, I really feel like watching this specific episode. Uh, it's like I'm kind of in a Seinfeld mood. Though, okay, so I looked up one of my favorite old TV shows. Uh-huh. It's called American Dreams. It was on for three seasons. It was like the story of like a family in the 60s. And like she started dancing for American Bandstand. Really cool TV show. It's never, only the first season's ever been put on on DVD because there's so many licensing issues with all the music. Oh, interesting. So if they manage to get that on the streaming service, I will 100% subscribe literally just to rewatch the show. Wow. Well, that's cool. So that that is one way of getting people like stuff that hasn't been easily available yeah. anywhere, yeah. 
Oh, uh, CRS1 under uh, uh, in the chat points out a good point. Friends is going to HBO Max. Um, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such interesting. Because it's Warner produced. Yeah. yeah. It was distributed on NBC. It all gets messy. So messy. Yeah. Golden Girls. Ooh. Is that NBC? Yeah. Golden Girls, Knight Rider, Miami Vice, Cheers. God. These, yeah. That's the thing, man. Yeah, they they got the legacy content. Yeah. Do you think Nick's going to be on there? Yeah, because he's old. <laughs> no, Nick's going to wait for somebody else to sign up for it. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. And then, and then talk about plan. it three years from now. All right, well, moving on to our next story. Speaking of the far future. What? Because he said Were three we? years from now. Oh. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road sequel will happen, according to director George Miller. Let's see how long it takes. So in an interview, George Miller essentially said that, like, yeah, he wants to make two more movies. One that is Mad Max and one that's Mad Max and Furiosa. Hmm. Doesn't seem like it's happening soon. He kind of implied that it's his next project, but. Yeah. I'll believe I, it when I see it. Yeah. yeah. I really hope that these happen in a timely yeah. fashion. And yeah. I feel like he said yeah. this six months after Fury Road came out. So it's just him saying it. No, six months, I believe, six months after Fury Road came out, he was like, I'd be down to make a Furiosa movie. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. But Fury Road is phenomenal. I've never seen it. Fury it's Road, good. phenomenal. It's real good. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know that I need more, though. Like, really? I, I can't imagine them making movies that are, that are going to enhance the first, or that are going to be better than the first. Mm. So it's kind of just more, which is cool. The third. Uh, What's the fourth, up? fourth. Well, movie. but I mean, yeah. Fury Road like is kind of like its a own. soft reboot. Yeah, kind of thing. it's not though. But I mean, in terms of like yeah. tone and in terms of like what it is culturally, I think that it, it stands alone mm-hmm. as its own sure, own sure, thing. Sure. Um, and I feel that I just don't see them kind of turning this into a, a universe that is better than the just on parts. its own. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I I just feel like that world is so fun to dive into. Where even the older movies, I think, are really cool. They're dated. Like they, you know, didn't age super well. Yeah. Um. But it's still an interesting world, and it's cool to, like, have more stories from there. Especially if he can get the magic that he put into the mm-hmm. last one. Um. And that's some real magical stuff. Joey, it was re-released in theaters without, like, any. Uh, it was re-released in black and white and with just the score. Yeah. And people went and watched it. Yeah. Interesting. That's how good it is. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Also, it's one of the movies There's also that very I, little talking in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. At all. So it's not like a big deal that all the dialogue was cut? Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's one of my favorite movies to watch on uh, 4K, like oh, Blu-ray. It is. It looks hot. I kind of like want to go home and watch it right now. Fuck, man. You should. Like because it's going to be a long time until we get yeah. to yeah. another cool one of these. It's cool as fuck. Yeah. And then our last story for this week. Spider-Man Far From Home becomes first Spidey film to break one billion at a box billy, office. A billy, a billy, a billy, now it hasn't a actually a broke it yet, what? which is weird. Why yeah, is I, I was looking at Box Mojo. It's estimated that the it's numbers by what no Box Office Mojo? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did I say? You said Box Mojo, which oh. is fine. It's <laughs> different. Um it's estimated by like when the numbers come in. For today, like it's hit that interesting one billion projections, but yeah, like, but I mean, this still blows everything out of the water. Like, That's it's, crazy. it's the first Spider Man movie to hit a billion, right? Oh my god, yeah, this is by far the most successful Spider Man movie at this point, by mm. I think to the tune of 300k or something like that. 
um, hmm. which is a lot of money. A lot, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's also sorry, not done yet. Three hundred million, not three hundred k. Jesus. Yeah. When you said three hundred k, I was nothing. like, no, I was <laughs> like, that's that's still that's very impressive. It's a big. Yeah. And then yeah, Jesus, yeah, you're right. That's that's the number. Big difference. There. Um. And like, this is good. Like, this means that they're allowed to make one more movie with Spider-Man. I mean, so that we talked. About I know this that that's all hazy. The bonus episode of Screencast this week, but uh, the last we heard, or the the rumors about the Tom Holland contract for Spider-Man were that he was going to do three team-up movies and three solo movies. Uh, then there was another article coming out of people saying that the third movie was contingent on How the well second movie crossing a billion. So if that was true, cool, we're getting the third. Mm-hmm. Which is very exciting. God, I hope it's true. Anyways, but it's also Me super too. exciting. Like, these, like it's crazy the world we live in where now multiple Marvel movies, like standalone movies or, you know, Single solo movies have hit over a billion. I mean, the thing is, we have only had a limited amount of movies in our in, in the history of movies that it crossed a billion. Yeah, and I feel like now it's like Disney's <clears throat> just kind of like and another one and another DJ Khaled and another one and another <laughs> one. It's just like boom, 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 growing and growing. It's like the MCU. Like I, I understand that there's the like the the side of that that people are gonna look at and be like, oh man, it's too much power and blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. Then there's the other side of like. Cool. They're making good decisions with movies that I am loving, and they're making that money. They're they're going to keep going down the path that they are, and if the path they're going down gets as weird as they had Mysterio in this one, I am all in with that Spider Man story. Let's keep going. I'm very excited for the future. That's so exciting. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for some ads. Our first ad is from Me Undies. Summer comes with a number of awesome perks: vacation, beach days, barbecues. But one perk that outshines all is summer-themed undies, courtesy of, you guessed it, Me Undies. Me Undies is the only brand that lets you eat a pineapple while wearing pineapple undies. Now, I don't condone eating pineapples, but I do wear these undies because they're so comfortable. Or watch Skylight up on the 4th of July, knowing your undies are doing the same. Glow in the dark undies. Yeah, that's right. They got them. Uh, I love me undies so much. My onesie is my new favorite loungewear. It really is. I can't stop wearing this damn thing. And Paula thinks I look silly, but it's just so comfortable. I don't care. Uh, let's talk about comfort. Me undies scientists spent countless hours in their underwear labs, in their underwear labs, testing out the softest fabrics in all the land. The result: micromodal fabric which is a full three times softer than that boring old cotton. You move cotton. And right now, I'm not wearing MeUndies. I'm wearing cotton. And it it's sandpaper now. I'm wearing MeUndies. And those micromodal fabrics are treating me well. It's soft. It's juicy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, moving on. Not only that, but you can match your bottom half with your better half in matching prints and colors, which is awesome. They also now have the... Uh, me undies for your pup. <laughs> Buddy bands. They're like little bandanas you put on them, and they look adorable. Can't wait to watch Portillo. How's that make you feel, Joe? Are you excited about these buddy yeah, bands? I like coordinating human dog things. Joey, there's a chance we're going to see an Instagram photo of Greg. And I guess, yeah, I don't need to see everybody in their underwear with their matching dogs. There's, but I'm not there's loungewear. It. There's that's onesies. True. Yeah, there's shirts. I'm wearing one right now. Oh, you are. And it's so soft. 
Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first time purchasers, when you go. Me Undies products, you get 15% off and free shipping. Get 15% off the most comfortable undies you'll ever put on to get 15% off uh, your pair and free shipping. And 100% satisfaction go- guaranteed. Go to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. Our next ad is Quip. Packing your toiletries somehow always involves delicate game of stacking and space hacking. And don't get us started on lotion exploding all over your dob kit. And that's what happened when I went to RTX. My sunscreen exploded in my bag and... It ruined my toothbrush. Why? Because I didn't have one of these cool Quip ones with a little cap. Tim, it's fantastic. you've got Quip and you I love do. it. I use the Quip every single day and every time I travel, I take it with me. Why? Because it's super simple. It's very sleek. I love the look of it. Love the feel of it. I love that it has this little stand. But wait, Kevin, it's not just a stand. You can pull the toothbrush out, flip it the other way, put it in. It becomes a holder. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Not only that, it has that thing where you can stick it on the wall or yeah, on the you mirror. Stick it there. You it can put so it in your cool. top kit. Your lotion can explode all over it, and it's not going to get on your bristles. Yeah. It also has the three-month battery life that will last through a season filled of weekend getaways. Uh, they're making it easier than ever to keep you keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine when you're out of the office. The built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides to help you to clean your whole mouth evenly. And that's true. No one brushes their teeth correctly. This really helps. Because you're supposed to do 30 seconds on each quadrant. All right? Who's counting? No one. We all know you're in there for 30 seconds and you're out. You're doing it wrong. Let Quip help you. I have these out of order. (laughs) Tim loves Quip because it's so stylish. Because it's stylish design. Uh, You can get... Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash KFMS right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's get your first refill pack for free at get, uh, getquip.com slash KFMS. Before we get into the big topics, some cool things the chat brought to my attention. Aladdin also crossed a billion today. Whoa! Aladdin crossed a billion. Lion King well on its way. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Gonna gonna hit that very soon. And um, Far From Home is Sony's second highest grossing movie of all time, behind Skyfall. Mm. James Bond. Wow. Is it not its only other movie aside from Skyfall that crossed a billion? Under Sony, probably. Under yeah, under Sony. I'm saying Sony. Well, by by definition, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what's Skyfall at financially? I didn't know. I don't know, but I mean, like, if yeah. if this just hit a billion, it'd be hard to like. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah. right. That'd make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. Which is wild, though. Like Sony is like such a big forever. company that's been making movies for. That's a long the point time. that I'm making. Like we're seeing so many billion dollar movies now that that's like that used to be the like holy crap like yeah. you your mm-hmm. Avatar that yeah you know? that's like mm-hmm. a big monumental thing. I mean, it's, and it's crazy to look at like Endgame now beating Avatar <laughs> and how those numbers. 2.8. Like, Endgame might hit 3 billion. I know. That's <laughs> it's going to crawl I think there's three releases. Yeah. But yeah, it's, eventually that movie's going to hit 3 billion. That's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin, before we get into the big topic, do we want to do the other stuff Yeah, first? I was actually okay. about to say that, yeah. Hell yeah. So our big topic today is reviewing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we will do the five minutes of spoiler-free and then go into spoilers. 
So to prevent you all from running away right now, let's go over the things that we normally do at the end of the show. Um, last uh, On Monday, I told you about all the streaming, like what's out now on streaming services. So I just want to highlight one thing. The Boys is out today. Oh. And I can't wait to go home and watch it. Hell I'm yeah. very, very boys excited. Boys back in town. And that's on Amazon Prime. So if you guys want to go check that out, check it out. Let me know what you think. Hmm. We can make that next week's uh, bronze tier topic. Hmm. I promise I'm going to stop talking about box office numbers, but there's oh just some God. facts being dropped left and right that are oh wowing me. God. Aladdin, first movie of Will Smith's to cross a Billy. And more than that, his uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. second most highest grossing movie was Independence Day. It's a great movie. Wow. wow. Like, that's, really? That's, yeah. That, those numbers can't be as big as numbers now, even though that movie deserves all the money in the world. Insane. That's a fantastic movie. Interesting. Um... Out in movie theaters near you, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So you can go check it out. You can watch the first part of our review if you haven't seen it yet. And then come back later to watch the rest. I have never seen the Kabuki so fucking busy. Really? Even Endgame, dude. Like, the line to just... Like, number-wise, like, it was busier. Well, overall in yeah, yeah, yeah. America but I, I think it's just because Quentin Tarantino is considered hipster shit and oh, right. yeah, yeah, Kabuki yeah. is the most it's hipster yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like the line was outside the door to get really? your ticket like scanned whoa yeah. I've never That's seen wild. that at Kabuki uh, before because I feel like our theater had empty spots but we digress um, so last week I asked you what you were most excited for in phase 4 on a bronze tier level let me guess, the overwhelming majority was Doctor Strange with second up Thor. I would flip that. He's joking. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, it was I know. Well, there's been like a ton of polls, obviously, going mm-hmm. up about this across the internet. I feel like overall, it is like ridiculous how many, how mm-hmm. much higher Doctor Strange is. I think there's a lot of weird political bullshit in that, though. Mm. People are like, I don't like women. You know? Yeah. <laughs> They're voting, too. They get the right for some reason. You know what mm. I mean? Damn. To be clear but there, Dr. Strange assholes, is, is, not women. Yeah. Women, you should vote. <laughs> assholes, stop voting. <laughs> I, I feel like Dr. Strange also, like, uh, granted, they, I guess in the trailer or, like, the little tease, it does. it's not as prominent, but, like, um, Scarlet Witch is going to be a big part of it, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess Natalie Portman can be the I, I, Thor. I, I do remember when they part. announced it, a lot of people were, like, stuff too. Uh, yeah. a lot of people were excited about, like, this being the first, like, Mar- Marvel, like, mm-hmm. horror movie so yeah. oh yeah look at that wow. there's, a, there's a graph but also it's gonna be a horror movie which is like a genre we haven't seen done with the MCU so that is that you know mm-hmm. but I didn't get anyone saying they were excited for Doctor Strange wow instead I got Reese saying I'm most <clears throat> excited for Thor Love and Thunder yeah. but it's a shame we won't properly uh, see the Asgardians of the Galaxy and uh, does anyone think that we could see the Fantastic Four introducing Black Panther 2 in some way. That'd be really cool. And I, I hope so. There's a reason why it. it's... You doubt it? Fantastic Four and Black Panther? Mm-mm. Here's the thing. I, I, the connection would be... Uh, Black Panther was introduced in the Fantastic Four comics. Mm. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Mm. I don't know. Namor. And that's going to be a big, big movie. Black Panther 2? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, th- I think there I think could there's be a possibility. some tease. Yeah. I think we could like uh, because uh, Namor is connected 
heavily to the Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. If, that, if rumors are true of Namor being connected to one of these future movies, I think we could get a tease of like, oh, Doctor Reed Richards, like you see his name pop up or something like that. I don't think so. That uh, may, maybe something small like that, yeah. but like I don't think so because I don't think that these movies are going to want to do too many like references and like building things. Mm. And I think the Namor will be in it, and that will be something that they're trying to build out. I also think that we're going to get Storm. Mm. So it's like I, I can't see them doing X Men building and Fantastic Four building. Although it's the MCU baby. A, a, again, yeah. like, like it would be know. a patch. So it, it would it, be like the Doctor Strange. But line. you're making like I I think that we could get it in that way, mm. and it could be a little bit more than that. Where mm. they're trying to figure out what's going on with uh, Namor and like why this is happening, and there's a scientist that help that's helping. That's Mister Fantastic, and it's just the, like you get him as a normal person, like maybe setting up the like. The events that will be like hopefully their own movie. Mm. Yeah. Very what interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have Mitch Krasen. I'm most excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie, Ooh. and the character hasn't had too much to do in recent films. Any opportunity to expand what he is doing in a modern world, especially without his best friend anymore seems awesome you know it's interesting and what a wild world we live in where one of these side shows is what someone's excited for Hell and yeah. i get it oh, like totally it's Winter also like is the one first of the best. thing we're getting this after black right, yeah so but winter soldier that movie is phenomenal that's a great movie and um that that thread being open of like yeah, what's going on with his life? And like he's gotten, it seems like over this <laughs> stuff, but has he now with uh, Bacon Guy? Like, there's a chance. Return of Bacon Guy. Yeah, that he gets activated again. The Bacon Guy, Daniel Brule on his Instagram, he mm-hmm. posted the actual picture of him with the the hood. Yeah, dope as fuck. Real cool. Exciting. Yeah. Um. All right. For next week's bronze tier topic, can uh, you guys go and tell me what you guys thought about uh, the boys or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? So, because that's what we're about to talk to about. Um, also on Patreon, if you want to do the platinum tier, right? Platinum. Platinum. Tier. You can get this shirt. You too could. Barry, let me get the one. Like Kevin. Let me get the one. I mean, you know, you could look like you. Look at that. That's just a serious photo. Just future proofing for the next convention that where he gets banned. Yeah. Yeah. Craig yeah. Miller. It's, yeah. it's inevitable. He's tried point. at PAX to get banned. Is Will he, he do it this year? I will with I the fog think... machine. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got real close. All right, now it's time for our big topic. Let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, First boy. five or so minutes will be spoiler free. Mm-hmm. And we'll make it very clear when yeah. it's spoiler time. I will put a, for people watching on YouTube or listening to podcast services, I have a time code. And then for Twitch people, I will put it into the uh, title of the Twitch stream. Boom. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's great. Are you doing the spoiler bro thing? I'll do that too. I just don't think it looks good. I yeah, think it's a really bad it. looking graphic, so I hate putting it up. Okay. Well, news. You don't have to then. Yeah. It'll be in the title. Okay, good. So guys. Yeah. What'd you guys think? I liked it. Uh-huh. I will put out a caveat of like, I don't watch Tarantino movies. I don't know that I've ever seen an entire Tarantino movie Whoa. all the way through. So I feel like I have a very different perspective and I'm going in with a very different Mindset than quick, a lot of people that are going to see this movie because it's a Tarantino movie. Quick question: When you think Tarantino movies, what's the first movie that pops in your head? Uh, my, the first one, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 
I got really turned off because I saw bits and pieces of Kill Bill and it was like really gory and that wasn't my jam. It's super gory, yeah. So that's I his style. Kind of just and that's what yeah. I between that and the Nazi one that I don't remember its name. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like all of those. Everyone was like, "Oh, these are like really intense." I'm like, "That's not really what I'm going to the yeah. movies for." So I feel like I'm going on it based on just the subject matter, where I think most people are going because it's a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're, big, you're an expert in that field, true crime. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it was the true crime. I love that like idealistic Hollywood '60s kind of vibe. So the two of those put together mm-hmm. is really interesting. Maybe it's '70s. I guess technically no. I guess '69. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the end. Yeah, that's my spoiler for impressions. Tim Tam, I did not love this level? movie. No. Yeah, I. There were elements to it that were great. It's a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of scenes were very well acted. The cast is fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, and there were a lot of fun moments. But I, I feel more so than I've ever felt about one of his movies I've seen. I haven't seen them all. Um, but I tend to like the more over-the-top stylish ones, mm-hmm. like Kill, the Kill Bill movies. Or Django. Or Django, which, which I feel... What what I where I feel Django uh, succeeds is it has the over the top moments, but they they feel realistic within the world that they built, and yeah. they're not too often um, or too common. And I feel like the the plot of that movie, the narrative of that movie, was very straightforward. And I feel like with this, it, it kind of went full Tarantino in a direction that I don't personally care for, mm-hmm. um, and it felt. You know, very kind of like navel gazy, like very kind of like I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna make a movie about nostalgia, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do about that things that I want, and I'm gonna recreate 1960s LA to a point that I don't feel was necessary and didn't like add to anything. And it's like I get that he's he makes movies that to for worlds that he'd want to live in or like want to see realized. I feel like this movie has like a perfect example of the point I'm trying to make is this movie has way too many scenes of people in cars that are long shots of them driving and you see just see them driving. They're not doing anything interesting. Mm-hmm. But like LA 1960s LA is painstakingly recreated around them and it just doesn't feel like it's adding to anything except for him being like I want to do this. And that's fine. I just don't think that necessarily makes a great movie. And I think that the the cast and what the cast had to do, um, some characters were way more interesting than others. And I think like Margot Robbie got robbed of a lot of stuff. She has, I think, the best scene in the movie mm. for like character. But then it's like it, it feels like it came out of nowhere and then doesn't get any, go anywhere else. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd watch Leo and Brad Pitt do anything. Mm-hmm. Together, they were so, so good, so, so great, so and there's good. so many amazing scenes that uh, I hope they're best friends in. in real life. I do too. I don't. I, I, I know that they're not. Like I can feel in my bones that they're not. But like, God, I want them to have the relationship. relationship. I, yeah. yeah, I yeah. want them to have the relationship they had in this movie in yeah. real life. Uh, earlier today, I was talking to Barrett about it, and he said something that I heard, but I, I wasn't listening properly. And right mm. now. Tim talking about it. It's like, man, you nailed it. Yes. So, so, so what I was saying, we were, we were talking about like our, our impressions, and if like the Hateful Eight was a recreation of him recreating the format of Reservoir Dogs, where it's a kind of whodunit type of movie, all taking place in one room, uh, and it's like, if that's what that was trying to recreate. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood was him trying to recreate uh, the at least the vibe and tone of Pulp Fiction in the sense that it is full Tarantino of there is 
kind of almost no plot. It's like a random slice of life for mm-hmm. these random characters that are somehow connected to each other. And because of that, I actually really liked it. It went into places that I didn't expect. And it again, it's very slice of life where I feel like a lot of <clears throat> the stuff that happens in the movie doesn't really like matter or like build to anything yeah. but they're still interesting on their own in those scenes that they're happening in um and that's why i like really enjoyed it i don't think like definitely reviews before like, right before the movie was coming out were saying like ah this is his best movie in like not, 15 uh, years and stuff and i was like absolutely not <laughs> yeah. uh like i don't like it any more than inglorious bastards or django like i i think those two are like leagues better than this movie but i still really liked this movie I, i'm a tarantino fan mm-hmm. um i i really liked it the i would say the two major uh tarantino uh releases that i'm not huge fans of a fan of is uh jackie brown and uh hateful eight, hateful eight. Yeah. so yeah like i liked this way more than hateful eight um but i wouldn't say put this above um yeah. any of the other recent stuff yeah I, I thought that was a very astute observation because it's like, yeah, this is like in that same style of Pulp Fiction yeah. and uh, where that was, what, 80s? Mm. Like the, the time? Uh, where it takes place? Yeah, yeah. I want to say 70s or 80s. It, but it, it's it a nostalgic look at that yes. and it's great. The difference being there that Pulp Fiction plays a lot with time, the timeline of right. it being cut up, and, it, and somehow I think that makes the story a little way more interesting. More interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. um, which I know it also it's very like subjective. Like a lot of people are annoyed by the timeline being all muddled up, um, but I I enjoyed this movie. But like, there's I I don't think that I'd be like, hey, go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm recommending. If you really like Quentin Tarantino like movies, go watch this movie because this is so much about dialogue and is a slice of life where there's very little action for a lot of it then there is action but i won't get into more i, of I that, feel you know? that that you're right about a lot of that yeah. the in the pulp fiction thing i think the difference for me and i think why i, I i'm not vibing with it that much mm-hmm. is pulp fiction had a plot like it had things that were happening and even if they mm-hmm. were out of order it's like stuff was going on you could watch this movie and like leave the movie and, and if someone asked you like what happened you'd be able to answer it whereas this didn't and not every movie needs a plot but I think the problem and difference is with this is it relies on prior knowledge of characters and situations yeah. for your expectations to be subverted or else you're just kind of delivered something where you don't know who's who and how they relate. You see characters and you're like, mm-hmm. I get that I'm supposed to know who they are, but like I, I'm not familiar enough with the story to care that they're neighbors with them, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is different than how reality was. You get what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So in, because I don't know that stuff, watching it is just kind of like, I'm now I'm just being delivered a alternate version of reality for a reality I didn't know. And the alternate version doesn't really have a through line, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is slice of life, but it's just... It, it almost feels pointless, but then you get all these great dialogue scenes. You do get all these great character it's, it's, dynamics, and it's like, so is it worth watching? Yeah, for those, because it uh, is cool. It is brilliantly shot, for sure, but I just okay. think it's indulgent, and I think that that's an easy criticism criticism to lob at it, and I feel like you cannot watch this and be like, it's too Tarantino, like, and you already know you're right. Like That's just how these movies work, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think uh, elements of um, narration and flashbacks that are used they stick out in a way that don't feel like they're adding to a cohesive tone to it. It just, that feels like it's Tarantino. So it has to be weird. Well, cause it's not consistent. Yeah. <clears throat> if it was a consistent thread through the movie where you do have these 
narration or like timestamps and stuff like that, then I think it would make more sense. But because of the way that it's used, it feels like it almost feels like two separate like the last third feels very different than feels the rest of it. Feels very, very, very different. different yeah. And it's like, I, do, I don't think that that's earned in, mm-hmm. in the way because I feel like the last part of the movie very much feels like there's a plot. It very much feels like this is happening, so that happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of it, it doesn't feel like it's setting things up and yeah. it doesn't feel like they're they're building the world that eventually you get there. It's just kind of like, there's a lot of elements that are just introduced that I just feel overall, it feels like a Tarantino movie. My first thought leaving it was, I'm a little worried. I'm more worried about Death Stranding than I've been so far. It's just such a funny like place for your mind to immediately go to. Yeah, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe the artist got too much power on this one. Uh, so, Joey, would you recommend people go watch this movie? Yes. Tim Tam, would you recommend people go watch this movie? I'm similar to you where it's like if you're a Tarantino fan, you got to. Yeah. You know, like if you're a movie so fan even, like I think you should mm-hmm. you should go watch this because it's like it's it's a good you film. You should have an yeah. opinion on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You should, even if you're not a Tarantino fan, I feel like uh. this somebody I forget who in the chat says it's his most accessible, which I kind of agree with. Mm. Like if you're as going in, you don't think so? I really so? don't yeah, think I don't, so. I, don't, I, mean, like, I, I don't agree with that. Because what all. I'm saying, like, Django, it's like it's a plot. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a story. And I feel like... No. And, like, the, it doesn't matter. Well, I think we can get more into it yeah. once we go into spoilers. I Yeah, I would recommend this movie to anyone that's a big Quentin... Like, a, a Quentin Tarantino fan. Or do you like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio? Because I feel like they do such a phenomenal job in both their roles that it's just, like... They're such good actors and they showcase that so well in this movie. So yeah, if any and like that's a big <laughs> bunch of people. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, for the most part I guess I recommend it. But like just know what you're getting into where mm. it is long. It is very long and it's fun. It but d- like it didn't feel long to me. Oh. Yeah, it didn't. It, 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 for me it didn't feel long and without spoiling anything, like towards the end, like the the very end of the movie, yeah. I was like, Oh, here we go, we got another act. Like yeah. I thought we were getting more, yeah, and same. I would have been fine with it, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I won't say anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying that lo- the long was an issue. I'm just saying like I did not realize it was that long. And when we got out, it was 11 o'clock, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I still have to plan screencast. <laughs> 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 All right, now we're gonna jump into spoiler territory. <laughs> you guys ready to rock and roll? Yeah, yeah. it's the spoiler right. zone. Goodbye, All right. the, Welcome uh, to the spoiler zone. The name's been updated. Uh, yeah, the name's been updated for a couple minutes just to give people a heads up. So. We're good. Okay. We're good, right. baby. Yeah. Let's talk about spoilers. Man, what do we get the into? last, what, 15 minutes of this movie go batshit crazy. Because this whole movie is very... It's a slow burn. It's Yeah, it's a slow burn in a good way. Again, there's a lot of phenomenal like it, yeah. acting, good character building moments. But we get to a point where they're like, all right, this is all the action. And you can tell it's coming. Because it's the the murders are about to happen. Um, in real life, it was Sharon Tate and her friends were uh, like you know the Manson family. Part of them came and and murdered them. In this, it's interrupted by um, Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio coming out and yelling at them, mm-hmm. and that kind of changes what their plan was. So instead, they go to attack him, and like as soon as he go, uh, Brad Pitt's character goes to smoke. Uh, the acid laced cigarette, yeah. cigarette. You're like, oh, shit's about to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was cool. You yeah. know, I feel like that was the moment. I, I should have said this uh, in the spoiler free part, but uh, a criticism I have this movie is I didn't feel anything throughout the entire thing. Really? Until oh. this part. Because I, I didn't, I never feared for a character. And there's moments where I feel like they were trying to make us 
Like when they went into the, the, the like hippie ranch. compound yeah. place. Yeah. And like he's going in, it's like the way that they set it up, it's like I was never actually concerned. Oh, uh, when they started happen. grouping together, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, what's his plan? Because like he has to get like have a plan to get out. Yeah. Same thing when um, he punched the hippie in the mouth and they sent off the, the guy. hippie girl yeah. with the horse to get Tex. Yeah, and it was like I just oh, feel like they did such a like great a job showing him be like just calm, cool, collected yeah. at all time. Like he, he's gonna fuck people up. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. That it's just like it, it just kind of felt like I mean, there's no stakes. Like th- that's what it is. I felt like there was no stakes to the any of the characters really, mm-hmm. and any of the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And then then it has the turning point. It's like oh yeah, now it's just like ridiculous violence. Right. It was awesome, and that was fun. And then I, I felt I finally felt like. This is cool. This is Tarantino. This is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what are, what are they going to do? How much are they going to up the ante? Oh, he has the flamethrower. Let's fucking oh go. God. That was awesome. God, that was, that so was good. awesome. So here's my thing. I felt so much for Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Because yeah. I felt like there's the there's a moment where he's sitting with uh, that child actress and she's that exchange like, is so good. It's so good. It's so funny. But at the same time, it was very deep. Yeah. Where it was like not deep, it was very emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have this moment of her, him just kind of sitting there, and her, she's like, "Oh, what's what's the book about?" And it's so closely related to what he's going through. Yeah, and he just starts crying and yeah. feeling sad. And this child now is trying to be like, "Hey, everything's okay. Something I'm sure weird, it's a bro. great book." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just like those moments, and also when he when he fucks up his line, uh, and. He he then can't. He's out of that moment. Yeah. And the director's screaming off like Just keep going. camera. Keep going. You got it. Don't <laughs> worry. We're not gonna keep going. It's that's such a that feels like so true to the, like nostalgic feelings of that like of what I assume that era of movie making was where it's like no dude we or TV making mm-hmm. like we have film and if the like we run out of film we're not gonna cut right now because you had an like a fuck up just keep going. And then him going back into the the trailer, yeah, trailer like that just built so much. Like even the the conversation he has with the that director who's trying to get the spaghetti westerns made, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like him walking out and breaking down and breaking out with uh, the <laughs> Brad Pitt <laughs> and Brad Pitt kind of like not knowing how to handle the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So so good, and it's these character movies moments that I think makes this like a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I would say the, the one, again, with the little slice of life stuff, like I loved the stuff that they did with, uh, Sharon Tate of her going to watch her movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is like, really this cool. is the one part of the movie that I, I am kind of like met about where like, yeah, she goes and watches it and it's like this really like kind of adorable scene of like her, like kind of reliving the moments through the audience and seeing like how her moments nail. And then, like nothing really happens with that. Well, like, I, I it, like, think it was I, like I, a, char- a little character building for her. But yeah, I think that this kind of con- like um, connects with what Tim was saying earlier, where it's like you really have to know that in a couple days she was going to get murdered yeah. for yeah. there to be stakes. So that like, oh look, how much she enjoys her life and her work for that to like yeah. be more meaningful. Mm. Which I totally felt because I didn't know where they were going to go by the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, going into it, I assumed that this movie was going to be a retelling of the Tate murder night mm-hmm. and all of that situation. So when it ends and you see how it plays out and they do that camera pan shot and it's you see that last thing of all of them coming out of the house to talk with Leonardo DiCaprio Such and then you see too. the title flash. That's when it hit for me of like, oh, 
this is a fairy tale retelling of like what could have been mm-hmm. tied in with these really interesting different character arcs. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that they had done, I don't even know really what you could have done, but tied it a little bit more back to Leonardo, like maybe finding purpose well, I, I in his think, role. And I think that's maybe where they're getting, but they didn't want yeah. to be like super direct about it. I, I like, think more than anything, like, like Barry, you were saying this earlier too, that like thing. there's a line where, where he's like, I'm one pool party away from being friends with Roman Polanski yeah. and being like, used in something yeah. amazing yeah. and I like I that's kind of the feeling that this movie ends with where mm-hmm. it's like I wish oh, we would have seen Dalton's a l- still going to be one a little thing, thing more yeah. that like connected that but I, I, more directly. I feel like her coming out in her, like her PJs and yeah. being like oh my god it's Rick Dalton totally like, for me that was enough to be like oh he's still got a future because of this yeah uh, Tim uh, Brad Pitt also phenomenal oh. So so good. Brad yeah. Pitt throughout the entire movie. I don't know that there's been a character that's that cool. He's like, very cool. so cool. He, when he climbs up on the roof and we see the flashback of why all these people are like, "Oh yeah, he murdered his wife." And it's just like, "Oh man, <laughs> that could have gone either way. Like mm-hmm. he could have very easily murdered his wife right there or there could have been an accident." Yeah. But it's like, "Oh, oh, well, that's not that flashback. That was uh earlier. That was when um Kurt when, Russell is walking into the... the yeah, yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio about why he won't no. hire him. The flashback we get when he's changing out the antenna is him fighting Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Lee's stuff was all great. Yeah. So it good. was so fucking and good. And I, I like that it wasn't just that one note of that one scene. Yeah. We also got scenes of him training other people, like Sharon yeah. Tate. Well, Sharon Tate. Like, that's mm-hmm. my thing. Is like I, I, I liked Margot Robbie's kind of parts in this movie a lot and mm-hmm. I know this movie's not about her yeah. but it's like it just makes me ask then what is it about because when we see Rick it's like you're, you're talking about it, it's like we don't really get character development from him we just kind of see him kind of dealing with something which is fine That that's totally fine I well I think we get him dealing with it and then accepting that yeah his career is over I'm gonna go to Italy I'm gonna start a new life and then when he comes back we get the whole like I'm selling this house even though an hour ago I grabbed Brad Pitt and was like, you got to have a house here. You got to live in this or else you're not in it. You know, like that was him giving up on the dream. And I think that's the growth where he was like, all right, Mm. this life is now my past. I'm ready to give it up. And then we get with this giant action scene, him being like, no, I can still do this. Yeah. 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 I I love feeling more mad than I wished I did. I Um, went into this in such a unique way that I was stoked about that I knew nothing about this movie. mm -hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah. I only saw the one, the first trailer. Yeah. And which was totally just like a flash, 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 flash. flash, Like you would have never known what's going on. And uh, I I was hoping that I was going to be like, wow. Yeah. Um, But I was just kind of like, well, I'm happy I watched it. Mm. You know? Uh, And I I will disagree with you on the, the no, like feeling no stakes throughout. Like, it's a Tarantino movie, like so. The entire time that uh, Pitt is um, with the at, ranch? The, at the ranch, and he, even a little afterwards, there's like they could kill Brad Pitt halfway but I, through. I guess my thing is, you're right. I don't think that someone dying necessarily is just the stakes. Mm, it's like, had mm. he died, I'm talking about stakes for the movie and stakes mm. for like the story that they're telling. Because like, yeah, like if he died, I wouldn't have thought that would have been interesting. Would have been like, all right, cool. I could really? have seen I that happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's cool. Rick Dalton like, would have gotten out off work and no one would have picked him up. I just feel like yeah. the story would have went on and like, yeah, could have went mm-hmm. down that path and mm-hmm. that would have been equally as good as what we got. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think 
it's the slice of life stuff is, I guess, where this gets most interesting because I feel like this movie it is slice of life, but it's slice of life based on real people and real stories. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's where it like kind of gets weird, well, where I mean, it is like, like an alternate I, I, reality. I think that only a tiny part of it is based off reality. It's just the Sharon Tate stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how accurate that. I'm not super well informed on whether, like he like, like the, yeah they like did her ex fiance hang out with her all the time. Yeah, it was her hairdresser. Mm. Like he did all of her hair stuff and gotcha. that all was real. Oh, interesting. That's and there were know. those two other couples. He did, other couple. At one point he did talk about cutting someone's hair and I was mm-hmm. like, that's a weird, because the dude's name was Jim Sterling. I know something. No, no. Uh, I can't remember. Jay, Jay Sebring. <laughs> Jim Jay Sebring. That's it. Well, it was a name like that. <laughs> okay. and, yeah. and it's like, does he relate it at all to the Sebring cars? Oh, I don't know. No, I, I doubt it. I doubt it now knowing he's a hairdresser. Um, but yeah, that, that's what an interesting dynamic to be like. Oh, hey, this fiance that I left you for, I yeah. now live with, and you're my best friend that I hang out with every day. Yeah. yeah. The other, the only thing that like kind of pulled me out that I was a little bit confused by was when Margot Robbie is watching her movie. The fact that they didn't put her in it. Yeah, that is actually scenes, it's the actual film. Yeah, and it's that was weird, especially because. And I know that the flashbacks that they did with the great escape and putting Leo in the like that's him imagining things. Yeah. But it was still weird enough that they had put the time and effort into doing that, but not into doing it for her. Yeah. That is interesting. So, I didn't even notice it was that. A yeah. Playing around with the aspect ratio stuff was really cool too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they would go from the four three to the, the more like old school cinema. Which kind of makes me want to watch it in the seventy millimeter to see what they do see there. How they do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then the only there was one part where I think both of us audibly reacted or like physically reacted the editing part of that one scene yeah, was why very weird oh with leonardo dicaprio and uh timothy oliphant i think is the the uh, main guy on that tv yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah where they're going back and forth they had really weird cuts, cuts. that were super jumpy really and really weird why would they do that and i get sense. like I, when it happened i was like oh this must be like how he like interprets these conversations of yeah. like kind of not listening and jumping to his answers mm. i felt like and, they didn't commit to it enough to like make it a bit but they didn't do it any other time yeah. i don't remember yeah. it happening at the time and it just felt so odd and out of place yeah and if it's like had, yeah if that yeah. had had like some sort of repetition i think that, uh-huh. that would have hit a little bit made better more sense but yeah it just felt very weird mm. well, um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, can we talk about how fucking fun that action scene was? Oh my god, it got a little egregious at one oh, point. Oh yeah, when he's smashing it. the girl's head into like everything, into everything. he can, it, it repeated. Yeah. But that's what Quentin Tarantino yeah. does, and like he's now like he he does such a good job setting people up to like root for them. Yeah. Where it's like these are terrible fucking people that are totally. about to murder all the people in that house next yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. So like them coming in and just getting demolished, mur- demolished. And also one of the best dog characters I've ever <laughs> they did great. seen in a movie. See, that was something I actually really did enjoy was uh-huh. the, the dog and Brad Pitt's relationship. And you know, it, the, the way that they shot him feeding him and mm-hmm. like straight out of the can and then him out of the box, making the, the mac-, uh, mac and cheese, like they're both dogs. Yeah. They're like, he yeah. is yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's dog. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. shit. They did great. I, I thought like, that all the lines that the dog had were great. Yes. Anytime it whined, anytime it barked, anytime <laughs> it did anything. I was like, I fuck with you. Really? Yeah. Quick before we go into the rest of this scene, shout out to the girl from Stranger Things, 
Like, shout out to the conversation uh, where they're all in the car and they're like, was that just Rick Dalton who just yelled at us and stuff? And the girl from Stranger Things, who you think is going to have a bigger part just because she was just in season three. But with then, Thurman's daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then she just like, oh, I, I left my knife in the car. I got to go get it. And then she just drives away. It was fucking that was hilarious. Great. Yeah. I love that shit. Also, they called the dog a girl, but I'm pretty sure I saw a dick. No. Mm. Somebody let me know. Mm. You ever seen a female dog's anatomy? Mm -mm. There's a little bump there. I mean, I saw a doinker. <laughs> Dog that size, you the can see a big old doinker. <laughs> your wrong moment of the movie. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I love the relationship that they built with the dog where it was like, it's super obedient and it's like his best friend and it's like, yeah, that Feels parallels. The, yeah, the parallels with um, the Leonardo DiCaprio and him being his dog and like, they both care about each other. Mm -hmm. Like, they're dogs so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the dog like coming in and just cleaning house with those two people. It's dope. But that can to the face scene, one of the most graphic things I've seen in a long time. Because oh, yeah. it's not just the like kook of it. It's the like on her while she's like on the ground freaking out because her nose is just fucked. Yeah. And then she gets torched. <laughs> <laughs> that was the yeah. I was expecting him to come out with a gun. I was not expecting to see the flamethrower again. I, like so when he good. went but in I there, I was like, "What is he going to yeah. go in there?" And I was like, "Oh, the flamethrower!" And that's what it was. Her um, screaming was a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it though. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was good. I, again, he did a good job being like, "These are awful people that are about to do something really fucked up." Because like the the conversation they have in the car where she's like, "Hey, these are the people that taught us about violence. Mm -hmm. Let's go murder them." And everyone being like, what a great idea. Yeah. It was just like, you guys are so fucked. And like, I know they're on a lot of LSD, but like, but yeah, monsters. And that, they were all super, like, all the stuff that happened in the Tate murders of like them being crazy that kind mm -hmm. of lined up and yeah. felt like something that totally could have happened. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't talked about the Lena Dunham, Dakota Fanning. Holy yeah. cow. The stars. And also, was, Dakota Fanning in it was, I really enjoyed I was her. wondering who that was going to be because they made such a point of not showing mm -hmm. her right. in the scenes leading up to it that I was like, oh, fuck, I totally forgot that you were in this. Uh, mm -hmm. The Lena Dunham thing, I'm like, this is perfect for her. Like, well, yeah. God, we what, went out and had it? a drink after, and Gio was like, I can totally see her hearing that this movie was going to happen and being like, Quentin Tarantino, I will be the best Manson girl you have ever <laughs> seen ever, and you need to let me do this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can absolutely see that happening. Wait, which, but to make it fair, she killed it. Which Manson girl was she? She's, she's the, the leader. She's the leader of the Manson. No, 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 that's the older woman, like... No, no, no. The, the, the the leader. Oh, I see. I thought uh, Squeaky from also a very prominent Manson girl. Oh. Uh, but Lena she was Dun the one that took care of the old man. Yeah, which I don't know if that is yeah, yeah, yeah. anything set in reality. I have a feeling not, yeah. but I, I don't know. I like that scene so much because I felt like it came from a really high place of him having this interaction with this girl, and like the interaction was really cool, and he was very much like, hey, I'm not going to go to jail because you you're offering to blow me right now. Like I'm. Like, you're a child, but I'll drop yeah. you off and, like, we're flirting. And now she's like, hey, check out my, like, little, like, that went from a, like, oh, what a fun, like, scenario that he handled very well to, like, yeah. oh, this is getting creepy. Like, there's weird shit happening. I felt like there was a lot of good tension there. Mm. Like, I understand, like, the stakes, like, he wasn't going to die. But, like, I just like the way they built stuff up. Mm -hmm. um, like, they kept cutting 
to Dakota Fanning, like with all of them just laying around her being like, what's happening? Give me updates. Like, is he coming toward the house? Yeah. And like, I felt like they were building up like so much of that, that moment was building up to like, you don't know what's happening. Like they're not showing Dakota Fanning and like, is he about to get murdered as soon as she gets there? And no, instead she just tells the truth. Yeah. And he still powers through and is like, no, I'm going to go confirm that this guy, like what's going on with this guy. Yeah. And then, he goes and yeah, sounds like everything she said is totally true. Yeah. And then he comes outside, and that one hippie has put a, a knife in his tire, yeah. and he handles it in the coolest, so best way ever of just punching the fuck out of his face. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then, it's like, and then no, making fix him it. fix it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Such looking it up right now, and the whole George Spawn rant, uh, the 80 year old, uh, nearly blind owner George Spawn, uh, that whole stuff seems to be true. Interesting. Um, I don't know, like how accurate all that stuff is from yeah. like all the stories that came out about the Manson family but that is something that apparently did happen uh, I just overall there were so many points of this movie that I enjoyed and loved like uh, do we talk about Bruce Lee getting thrown no oh, we talked about car. Bruce Lee vaguely but that was such an I even that line that they showed in the trailer where uh -huh. it's like no that's just manslaughter like yeah. still hit really well even though I'd seen it a million times yeah um but yeah seeing because at that, I mean, before that, you didn't really know what he was capable of. And that was the first right, glimpse right. of it. And it's just, ugh, what a good scene. Yeah. Because he destroyed that car yeah. with Bruce Lee's body. Crazy. Yeah. Um, the part at the beginning where they go to the Playboy Mansion and it's all narrated by Steve McQueen, I thought was really interesting, too. Yeah. Well, that was Steve McQueen having a conversation with... The girl, but, like, yeah. at, I think at the beginning it started as, like, exposition Was it Steve? Stuff. I, I thought it was um, Kurt Steve, Russell. No, Steve, But, like, the character. Was he Steve McQueen? No, he wasn't Steve McQueen, but the guy in the red jacket at the Playboy uh -huh. Mansion was Steve McQueen. And he McQueen. narrated that part. He was telling the girl about, like, the Jay and yeah. Margot Robbie relationship and stuff yeah, like which that. Which is, again, very odd. Very odd. And I I, I enjoyed that moment, too, because yeah. it was so cool of, like, a random observer having a conversation with a random person yeah. that at the end is also very truthful of, like, oh, man, I tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a, I wasn't, I, it was weird to have Steve McQueen in that and then, uh, then it tying back to that scene where Leo was like, yeah, Steve McQueen wasn't going to do The Great Escape, and this is what it looked like. I'm like, that was a character I was not expecting to pop up in this through yeah. line. Um, uh, yeah, but, but yeah. just overall, a collection of, I think, such awesome moments that doesn't necessarily come together in a way that I think makes it a great movie, mm -hmm. but like, still so enjoyable. And I still, again, if you like the way Quentin Tarantino writes, you're going to like this movie. If you like seeing Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt look cool, you're going to enjoy this movie. And if you know about the Manson, like, his history, mm -hmm. there are so many different things, like that panning shot to Cielo Drive and stuff like that, where yeah. you're like, oh, shit. And the, it uh, it does have these really cool little, like, Easter egg moments. Mm -hmm. um, but then totally. Totally different ending. Totally, totally different, different ending. ending. Gio was like, when we were watching, she, like, looked over and she's like, this is like when we watch X-Men movies and you know all this stuff but that's I don't know anything. That's funny. That's really funny. That's super funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, a movie that, in my opinion, not perfect, but so worth watching. Yeah. You guys still agree that it recommends anything else more you want to say? About now it, the more I think I like it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having the same thing right yeah. now. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, there are so many awesome moments. The, the, yeah. the, right when the movie ended, I was like, I have no idea how I felt about that movie. And then Me like too. the the drive home, like thinking about it for like an hour before like falling asleep, I was like, 
Oh, I think I really liked that movie. I was the only one in our group that didn't like it. Huh. Did Steph and her husband like it? I didn't even get a chance to talk to them. Yes, after. they did. However, Steph has never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, and no one was like, "Hey, heads up, there might be a lot of violence." Oh. So when that happened, she was like, "Oh shit, where's this coming from?" And it was so funny. I was expecting it to be more violent yeah. than it was. Yeah, it was still very violent. Uh, any last thoughts now that uh, we're about wrapping up the spoiler-free part? Nope. Okay. I thought the music in there was really good too. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope that you all have a fantastic weekend and go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you like feet. If watch you like feet. Wait, oh, I was going to out. Okay. <laughs>